Hallelujah. All right. So here it is. We're back in the discipleship training. Amen. All right. So that said, we're going to start off uh, with the poem, World of Scripture, you know, just uh, to set the tone and remind everybody where we're going. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, says, Welcome to my world. Place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning, and when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. <laughs> where trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoices. Here, swords are likened to the word, the demons are burned, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead, blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place where in the humble are depicted as poor, and the poorer one becomes the later found that much richer. I'm speaking to no other place but the awesome world of scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen. We're our cockadeshes about to begin teaching. Hallelujah. All right. So we left off um, finishing up Genesis 16. And today we're going to pick it up with Genesis 17. I'm going to start out with verse one. And it says, when Abram was 90 years old and nine, <laughs> Yahuwah appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty Elohim. Walk before me. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to, you know, first of all, pay attention to what God is saying. And that is that, you know, he wanted Abram even as he wants us mm -hmm. to walk before him and be perfect. Well, what does he mean? Be perfect without error? You know, no, of course not. Um, you know, no man can do that. This word perfect is called, is, is called, I mean, it's number 8540 mine. It means to be entire. It means it's from a, um, a, a root word, common, you know, number 8552 meaning to be complete or to complete something. So what Yah is saying is be complete. He's saying, be all that I want you to be. Mm -hmm. Be completely what I want you to be. Amen? Mm -hmm. You know, and so he's about to pronounce a covenant another covenant, you know, um, and, you know, this is, this is what's, what's a part of that, you know, he's, he's giving some instructions, you know, and, you know, because this is the second covenant he's about to, about to, um, uh, you know, put on the scene, you know, it makes us, it should make you think of the second covenant you know, that was given to Israel, right? You know, um, during the time of Yahshua. So I want to show you that, you know, in alignment with that, you know, Yahshua said the same thing. Let me have my first reader read Matthew Yahoo chapter 5, verses 43 through 48, please. Ye have heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his sun to shine, to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so, but be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Perfect from teleos, 5046 from the root telos, meaning end or finish. No, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, here it is, you know, um, in verse 48, you see the, the same command is given. Mm -hmm. It's given, you know, be therefore perfect in this word. Perfect is, um, as was 
uh, aforementioned teleos, number 5046. And the strong says it means to be complete. Hmm. You know, um, now, which is the exact same thing that Tommy, you know, according to Strong's, you know, and so, you know, what I want to show you here is that, like, first and foremost, there's no, um, it's the same wording that, that was, that was being said in both cases. Now, that said, what's the difference between what we find in Genesis 17 versus what we find here in Matthew Yahoo uh, 5. What's, what's the difference? Love your enemies. Giving instructions. Yes, absolutely. The, the difference is in the Old Testament, you know, we're just told what was told Abraham. But in the New Testament, or the new covenant we're taught how to do it we're given instructions on how to do it so you might wonder like well what does it mean to be perfect what is what does it mean to be complete what does that look like you know i have no idea you know well you know this is why it's oftentimes said that the uh the um the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed and the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. You know, and we see an example of this where the New Covenant and the New Testament is actually revealing what it means to be perfect, to walk before Yah is perfect, to be complete. You know, it is to love thy neighbor and it's to love your enemies and bless them that curse you, to do good to them that hate you and to pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. You know, um, you know, it is for you to uh, salute, you know, not only your brother, but your enemies as well, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and, you know, this is what it means to, to walk before him perfect, mm -hmm. you know, and so we're taught how to do it, you know, and so that's a wondrous thing, you know, because prior to Yahshua coming and sharing this with us, we didn't know how to do it. And so this is one of Yahshua's commands, which actually, you know, uh, you know, illuminates the very same command that was given unto Abraham. Mm -hmm. Or I should say Abraham. You know, so hallelujah. All right, let me have my next reader read Genesis 17, verses 2 through 4. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and Elohim talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Hallelujah. Okay, so can anyone tell me the difference between the first covenant that Yah made with Abram and the one he's proposing now? Make them the father of yeah, that's that's one difference. Yeah, that's not quite what I'm looking for at all. Say again. Yes. Um. Maybe I need to rephrase the question. Um. What is the difference um, in I can't think of a good way to phrase it. In the way he he uh, actually did the covenant, like before he cut the animals in half and just well, yeah, that's 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 definitely a difference. Um you know, uh, you know, I, I sent you guys down the wrong trail. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm, what I'm actually looking for is, is, uh, you know, um, let me put it this way. What's the difference between who the two covenants are with? Abram, who creating the covenant with Abraham. 
and then Yeshua. Oh, no, real physical and spiritual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Between his seeds, he's gonna answer. But it's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for. What I'm trying to get you to see is actually what's on the what's on the board. You know. Um. <laughs> it, you know. So, uh, like, what the 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 covenant that Yah's proposing is a covenant betwixt him and and um and, and Abraham. He's proposing. He says, "I will." That means that's future tense, you know, right? You know that that's something that hasn't happened yet. That's something that he's going to do, right? Mm -hmm. He says, "I will make my covenant between me and you," right? Mm -hmm. Now take note of verse four. He says, "As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations." You see the difference? You know, the difference is the first covenant was just with Yah concerning what Yah was going to do for, for, for Abel. But the second covenant is concerning what Abraham will have to do for Yah. You see the difference? You know, within this first covenant, you know, within this first covenant, you know, it, it comes about because y'all make some promises and 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 uh Abram says, Well, how do I know it's gonna it's gonna come to pass? How do I know I'm gonna inherit this land, right? right. You know, and so you know, Yah, you know, has him cut a covenant, and then you know, he basically gives him his word, you know, by entering into covenant with him, you know. But it never says anything about Abram entering, um, you know, into the covenant. It's just Yah, he he enters in the covenant and let him know, like, okay, if I don't do this, then let let me, you know, be as these pieces of flesh that you split split betwixt, you know, that he came, that he walked betwixt, you know, and you know, and that that's the ones who, who walk betwixt the um, pieces of flesh are the ones who's putting themselves on the hook, so to speak, you know? Um, so let me, let, me, let me give you an example. Like in Yermiyahu 34, 18 through 20, it says, and I will give the men that have transgressed my covenant, which have not performed the words of the covenant, which they had made before me, which they made before me when they cut the calf in twain and passed between the parts thereof. The princes of Yahudah, the princes of Jerusalem, the eunuchs, the priests, and all the people of the land which pass between the parts of the cow. Mm -hmm. I will even give them into the hand of their of their enemies and into the hand of them that seek their life, and their dead bodies shall be for meat unto the fowls of the heaven and unto the beasts of the earth. See, because this is what happens when you cut open the cows and you leave the, the um the flesh out, the animals come to consume it. Right. Okay. You know, and so, you know, and uh, that's a part of the covenant. It's like, okay, when you walk between the uh, the, the um, pieces of the flesh, it's you're 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 uh, basically putting a curse on yourself. If I don't do the terms and conditions of this co covenant, then let this happen to me. Mm -hmm. And so, this is what Yah is saying. Well, He's gonna let it happen to them. I'm gonna give you into the in, in the hand of your enemies and to them that seek after your life. And just as those, those parts of the calf that y'all cut, your dead body shall be from meat unto the fowls of the heaven and to the beast of the earth. Can you see that? You know, but the reason being is because in this covenant, they pass between the parts of the calf. Now take note that nowhere are we told that Abram passed between the parts of the animals. He didn't. You know, it was Yah who was putting himself on the hook to let Abram know that he was going to indeed keep his word. Because Abram was concerned. He said, well, how do I know I'm going to inherit this land? I've done everything you asked me to do. But you're telling me that I'm going to inherit this land and I've been out here for years and I haven't inherited the land. And that word inherit, that word inherit is, is, is not 
what you think. It doesn't mean to, because if you inherit something, that means it's passed down to you, you know, from, from someone else, right? You know, and of course, you know, uh, Tara, Adam's father was dead. You know, so he wasn't about to inherit that land. That word inherit doesn't mean to inherit the way that we think of it. That word inherit means to go and dispossess. That word inherit that that's here in Genesis, it means that I'm going um, that you're going to go in and you're going to dispossess that land. In other words, you're going to take it from the from the tenants and you're going to evict them. You're going to kill them or put them out. Right. You know, that's what it means. And that's what they would eventually do. Right. Yeah. You know, or at least that's what they were supposed to eventually. Do. You know, but point being, you know. Abram is like expecting you know up until this point Abram was expecting you know that he was gonna you know take this land from these people you know which only makes sense you know um uh even more sense why he would be training an army and had 318 soldiers that was born in his house right yeah you know so I just want you to take note of what's 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 in scripture and what isn't in scripture Nowhere are we told that Abram passed between parts of the, of the animals, so therefore he didn't enter into the covenant. Hmm. Yah is the only one entered into the covenant, and he put himself on the hook to show Abram that, look, you can know for a certainty I'm going to do this. And, you know, that was uh, his assurance. And that's how they assured one another in that day and time as well. That was you know, a big part of the, of the people's custom, you know, so I, I want to point that out because that's, that's, that's kind of a big deal, you know, that's kind of a big deal, you know, um, so say live on that, right, all right, verse five, neither shall thy name anymore be called Abra, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made. Wow. You know, so he's saying, I've already made yeah. you father yeah. many nations. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. When did he make him a father of many nations? You know, the answer to that is found in Romans 4, 8 through 12. Let me have my next reader read Romans 4, 8 through 12, please. Blessed is the man whom the Adonai will not impute sin. Come of this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the circumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed upon them also. And, and Romans 4, oh, that's, and the father of circumcision to them, who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had been, which he had been yet uncircumcised. All right. So when did Yah make Abraham a father of many nations? He was uncircumcised. When he was uncircumcised, you know, but what happened that made him a father of many nations? Yes, you know, but what happened when he found him faithful? When he changed his name. No, no, no. And he had the first boy? Nope. That's when he entered when he told him the name of the covenant? What is Romans 4 8 through 12 talking about?
and was filled with the righteousness of faith. Now it's talking about it's speaking of it's speaking concerning you know righteousness being imputed unto him. It was imputed unto him because of his faith. Yes, but but the, the 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 crux of the matter is righteousness is imputed. It's not you know it's yes it's because of faith you know but he can just have faith and not have righteousness imputed unto him. The key is the righteousness that's imputed to him, and this righteousness that's imputed to him you know was not of of works it was of faith, and that's the point that. Paul is making. He says, blessed is the man whom the Adonai will not impute sin. That's what he starts out with. That means if he's not imputing sin to him, he's imputing righteousness. Amen? Anybody with me? You know, and then he, then, then the whole, that's, that's the subject right there. Then he comes behind that and speaks about this blessedness. What blessedness? Being imputed without sin or being imputed righteous come of this blessedness this 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 um imputed righteousness then upon circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also so now he's talking about the imputed righteousness is it upon the circumcision only or the uncircumcision also you see the subject is righteousness you know you know yes it mentions faith but that's not the subject for we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Back to the subject again. You know, so the faith is in relation to the subject, which is righteousness that was imputed. Does everybody see that? You know, so he says, for we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision. But in uncircumcision, yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah, you know, um, I think it's Genesis 15, like verse eight or something, you know, and verse 11. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised. See, the subject is righteousness. You know, um, yes, it's of the faith but the subject is righteousness because there's a righteousness of the faith, you know? And now the, um, he received a sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised. Hello, Gentiles. This is where the other nations come in. And this is why Yah did it the way that he done it. This is what Paul is teaching. He's teaching you how the Gentiles come in. You know, now he continues on to say that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Who, what them? The uncircumcised. Hence he, go, he follows up with verse 12 and says, and the father of circumcision. So he's not only the father of the uncircumcised, he's also the father of circumcision. But check this out, because this is extremely important. The father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only. So just because you circumcise or just because you're physical Israel, don't make Abraham your father. That's what Paul is saying. And that's what Yahshua is saying, was saying when he was speaking to the scribes and the Pharisees, and he would tell them that you're not of my father, but of your father, the devil. Yeah. And they looking at him like he's crazy. Mm -hmm. See, but this is what Yahshua is talking about. This is what Paul is talking about. And so he goes on to say, you know, to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that thing of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. 
So, you know, just being of Israel isn't enough. Just being, you know, you just being uncircumcised isn't enough. Just being circumcised isn't enough. You know, you have to walk in the steps of that faith. Mm -hmm. You have to have that faith that Abram had, you know, when it when he was imputed righteousness. You know, and that that faith is what we want to talk about for a minute. You know, and so it's speaking of this word faith, this word faith is pistis number 4102, and it speaks essentially to persuasion, that is credence, moral conviction of religious truth. And we know that truth is the word of Elohim. John yes. 17, 17, what is truth? Thy word is truth. Amen. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about when you're persuaded by the word, that's faith. Now, if you adhere to that persuasion, then your faith goes on living in the just to live by faith. But if you ignore that persuasion or disobey that persuasion, then faith without works are dead. And so your faith died. Follow me? Yeah. All right. So now uh, Genesis 15, 6, you know, um, is where the verse is. It says, and he believed in Yahuwah and he counted it to him for righteousness. So, you know, because with so much is predicated upon this type of faith that he had, you know, we're also going to look up the word, you know, translated as believed in the Hebrew, which is Amon. Number 50, uh, 539, meaning to build up or support, to foster as a parent or a nurse. You know, so I pray that you can see that the type of belief or faith that Abram had in Yah, which was in turn counted for righteousness, is the type of belief or faith that a child would have in a parent. You know, hence it means to foster as a parent or a nurse, you know, like you're nursing a child, you know. You know, um, hence it's the type of um of faith or belief that builds one up that lends support to them when they're in need. You know, this is this is what you have to see. This is was and is the reason for the first covenant, even that we might understand that we must once again become as infants that we might be nursed, that is built up properly, that is in a way that persuades you to do rightly through the milk or in water of the word, which speaks to Torah. You know, I pray that you can see that Abram had the type of faith where he allowed himself <clears throat> to be built up and supported mm -hmm. upon the word of the Most High. The things that he did, he done because he was told to do them. He wasn't acting in and of himself. He was acting due to the word of the most high that was given to him. Those are the reasons that he was doing the things that he was doing. And those are the reasons that righteousness was imputed to him. And so you have to be able to see this. You know, otherwise you think that, you know, that, uh, you know, that, you know, all you got to do is believe in the modern day sense of the word, hmm. you know, which is, which is nothing because, you know, you believe in the modern day sense of the word. You may believe this um, today and you, you won't believe tomorrow, you know, see, but that's not the type of belief that's being talked about. We're talking about a type of belief that you're built up upon. So you're actually made out of this belief. Your life is made out of this belief. It's, it's what supports you. It's what builds you up. It's what feeds you and causes you to become who you are. You know, even as a mother's milk causes your body to grow and to mature. And you're built up into into a kid and, and, and then your parents feed you heavier food and then you're built up into a man or a woman. But you're made up of what they built you up with, the foods that they built you up with. Can you see that? Yeah. And so the type of faith or belief that Abram had was, was the word of the most high 
that built him up and made him into the person that he is. And that's why, you know, uh, because he was so faithful towards Yah, and because he let Yah make him into who he was, it was imputed unto him as righteousness. So that didn't mean that he didn't never do anything wrong. Right. But it does mean he did a lot of things right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Say a lot. Mm -hmm. Genesis 17, 6 and 7, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and with thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a Elohim unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Now, again, he says, I will establish, I will establish my covenant between me and thee. Because as of now, you know, up until this point, there was no, no covenant established betwixt him and Avram. It was just a covenant that he established on behalf of Avram to give him surety. Avram wasn't made to do anything. He didn't have to pass betwixt the, um, the flesh. He didn't have any terms or conditions that he had to uphold in that, in that agreement. Can you see that? You know, but in this one that's to come, he has a part to play. And y'all already said, you know, um, you know, uh, one of the stipulations, he said it from the very beginning, which was, <clears throat> anybody? Walk, be perfect. Walk before him and be perfect. Be complete, right? Mm -hmm. That was one of the stipulations. Yeah. You know, that was the stipulation, you know, and so that's that's what that's what you you want to you want to be able to grasp these things. You want to be able to see these things. Otherwise, you, you know, you're not going to understand, you know, and that's what we're here for to understand. You know, consider uh, um, that he also says, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Now, um, unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, they. They, they look at these and, they, and they, they see the same thing. They don't make the distinctions. You have to make the distinction. So he says, I will establish my covenant between me and thee. Okay, that's one thing. And I seed after thee in their generations. So he's saying he's going to establish another covenant with his seed after him in their generations. Not right now, but in their generation. Can you see that? And what type of covenant is it going to be? Everlasting. An everlasting covenant. Exactly. You know, what kind of covenant was made in Genesis 15? It was just a covenant. Right. It's never, it was never mentioned to be an everlasting covenant. Right? right? But this one that he's talking about here is an everlasting covenant. Can you see the difference? The one that was in Genesis 15 was you, you know, was was um, him, you know, assuring Abel. Mm -hmm. But this one here is a covenant betwixt him and Abraham. So he has some things to do. Yeah. But more importantly, Abraham has some things to do. In the first covenant, Abraham didn't have anything to do. Because he had already done what was asked of him. You know, y'all told him to leave the land of his fathers, he left. You know, y'all told him to go to a land and, and you know, um, and, and where he was shown, he did. Y'all yeah. mm -hmm. said, come into Canaan, he went. Y'all said, you know, travel throughout the land, he traveled. He did everything he was asked to do. You know, and then it got to the point to where, you know, because part of his promise was, you know, that, hey, you know, he going he to be as the sands of the sea. It's, it's probably, but here it is. He ain't have no kid. Hmm. Right? He ain't have no kid. You know, and he like, well, you know, what you going to give me? I don't have an heir. He like, no, it's going to be an heir come out your, um, out your own loins. He like, yeah, okay. And he like, and, you know, look, look at the stars in the heavens. If you can count the stars, that's how many 
uh, your progeny is going to be. That's how many you going to come out of you. If you can count yeah. them, you know how great a multitude that's going to come out. Mm. Of course, that's innumerable. Mm. You know, he's like, okay, okay. And he said, and I'm going to give this land to your seed. You know, and he's like, okay, well, how do I know we're going to dispossess this land? You know, there's a lot of people here. You know, it's, it's like, you know, he named off 10 different uh, uh, um, nations of people. Mm -hmm. You know, well, how I know I'm going to dispossess all these people with all this land? Mm -hmm. I know that's going to happen. Because obviously, you know, that's not going to happen in my day. I'm already 86, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah, I got a few people with me, but, you know, we know... <laughs> You know, I don't know about all that. Mm. You know, how do I know that that, you know, like, can you give me some assurance? Can you can you enter in the covenant? Yeah, sure, I enter in the covenant with you. Mm -hmm. So he enters in the covenant with him, right? You know, and so he gives him the surety that he needs. You know, now here it is, you know, we're uh, several years later. You know, we're, we're several, several years later, you know, and here it is. Yah is coming to him and telling him, hey, look here, we about to do this. We make a covenant with you, but I need you. I need you to make a covenant with me too this time. I gotta put you on the hook, and more importantly, I gotta put your seed on the hook. That's really what he was asking. Say mm. lie. You know. So that's why we see here in Genesis seventeen seven, and thy seed after thee in their generations. You know, for an everlasting covenant, and so. If we go to Exodus 31, 16 and 17, we see the fulfillment of this. When they came out of um, Mizraim, we see in verses 16 and 17, it says, Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations, mm -hmm. a perpetual covenant. Mm -hmm. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days, Yahuwah made the heaven and the earth, and on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Mm -hmm. And so here it is. We see that God did, in fact, keep his word. Amen? Amen. You know, and when you understand this, you also understand, you know, that, you know, why they had to be circumcised. Say that. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 17, 8 through 14. <clears throat> and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their Elohim. And Elohim said unto Abel, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between you and you. And he that is eight days old should be circumcised among you. Every man child in your generations, he that is born in the house or bought with money or any stranger, which is not of thy seed, he that is born in thy house and he that is brought with thy money must need be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man-child in the flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised. That soul should be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Hallelujah. Okay, so here it is in verse 8. We see again that we're talking about, you know, something that's everlasting, you know, this, this, this go around, you know, um, he's talking about, he'll give unto, unto Abraham and his seed after him, the land where there, he's a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, you know, and he'll be their Elohim, you know, and he's saying that they uh, should keep his covenant, you know, and his seed after thee in their generations. And this is the covenant which ye shall keep. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. And it'll be 
a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Now, remember, in Genesis 15, the old covenant didn't have a token. It didn't have a token because it was only one-sided. You know, but this is a two-sided covenant, and so it has a token. You know, and you know, so um, so here it is, it says then ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be the token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And it should be an everlasting covenant um in your flesh. You know, and the uncircumcised man whose child um, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul should be cut off. You know, because he has broken the covenant. Amen. You know, and so, you know, um, we see this is quite a quite a different covenant. Mm -hmm. You know, quite a different covenant. You know, and then we go 15 to 21 of uh, Genesis 17. You know, let me have my next reader read Genesis 17, 15 through 21. And Elohim said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yeah, I will bless her, and she shall be the mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? And Abraham said unto Elohim, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And Elohim said, um, And Elohim said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his seed Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard of thee. Behold, I will, behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes he shall begot, and I will make him a great nation. Verse 21. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this time that is set in the next year. All right. So here it is. We see, you know, that uh, Sarai also gets a name change. Mm -hmm. You know, and Yah promises to bless her uh, with a son. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, when Abraham hears this, he falls on his face laughing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and, and he ain't saying it out loud, but he said it in his heart. Shall a child be born unto him that is 100 years old and Sarah that is 90 years old? Bear, will she have a child when she's 90? You know, and, you know, real interesting here, you know, um, but the answer, of course, is yes, <laughs> you know. And says, I will establish my covenant with with the child, with that child that, that comes out, you know, and with his seed after him. You know, uh, now, I want to talk about the name change for a minute because this covenant came with a name change. You know, and what is y'all trying to tell us that needs to happen when you enter into this second covenant? Change in character? Absolutely. Y'all is trying to tell us that when you enter into this new covenant, Abram, you have to have a character change. Sarai has to have a character change. Now, how did he implement this name change?
Yeah, he called them, you know, but what did he do to change their names? I promise, you, I promise you it's not a trick question. No, mother. Someone please tell me what he did to change their name. He changed his name. Well, that he did, but he did something he to do it. it. He did it in what manner did he change their name? She changed. I first yeah. when he changed her life. What are you talking about? Order? Please, yeah. We don't know. He took away their old name and gave them a new name. He has an H. He just simply added an eight. Abram, he put an H in there. Abram became Abraham. Sarai, he added an H. Sarai became Sarah. All he did was add an H. Very significant. Because the Hebrew word, the Hebrew letter H is hey. And hey means behold. It's also can be translated as window. Because what do you do in a window? You behold. You look. Right now, I want you to understand like the number five. Does anyone remember when we went over the number five? What the number five represents? I know that was a while ago. To contemplate, absolutely. He put contemplation there. The number five is all about when the marine life and the files of the air came about. The marine life represented information and the files of the air represented, you know, reflection upon that information. Put them, put the two together, you have contemplation. This is what he added to Abram and Sarai to change their character. What he added to them was the ability to reason in accordance to his word. To reason in accordance to his word. So this is this is this is what he added to them. This is how he changed their character. And this is how he'll change your character if you add the H to your name. If you begin to behold, that is contemplate his word before you say and do things, it will change your character. No if, ands, or buts about it. If you contemplate his word before you say and do, it will change your character. And so this is how he did it. He added that contemplation. He added that ability for them to behold what's in his will, what's in his, in his purpose before they do and say things, mm -hmm. you know, and hence their character changed, so they name changed, mm -hmm. you know, so I pray that you can see that because he wants likewise for us. Mm -hmm. And for those of us whom he has given a new name, he's also given you the ability to conform to that name. He's giving you a new character, a new authority, a new reputation. You know, and 
These are the two that will bring forth Isaac, not Abram and Sarai. Mm -hmm. It has to be the ones who are contemplating Yah's word, Yah's will, Yah's way. Those are the ones who will bring forth the promised child. Hmm. Not just the ones who's doing his word, because Abram and Sarai was doing his word, but the ones who are contemplating his will, way, and purposes are the ones who will bring forth the promised child. Yeah. And he will establish an everlasting covenant with that promised child. You know, um, well, I didn't got ahead of myself, but um, Genesis 17, 22 says he left off talking with him and Elohim went up from Abraham. Uh, we already considered the name changes and how he brought them about. Verses 23 through 27, Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all that were born in his house and all that were brought with his money, every male from the men of Abraham's house and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day, as Elohim said unto him. And Abraham was 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old. He was circumcised in the flesh of uh, when he was circumcised in the flesh of his um, foreskin. In the selfsame day was Abraham circumcised with Ishmael, his son, and all the men of his house born in the house and brought with money of the stranger were circumcised with him. Just, uh, just you know, I just want to say one thing about, you know, Ishmael, when he was circumcised, you know, he was circumcised in rebellion. Hmm being 13 years old, 13 mm -hmm. representing rebellion, mm -hmm. you know, he was circumcised in rebellion, mm -hmm. you know, and so um, that's the whole point. Just because you circumcise means nothing. If you're a rebellious kid, as Ishmael um, uh, was, you're going to be sent away. Selah. Mm -hmm. That's all I have for you today. Um, oh, I have some homework. Yeah. Got a little homework this, this week. Yeah. Uh, and it's simply compare and contrast the covenant given in Genesis 15 with the covenant given in Genesis 17. Yeah. So compare and contrast, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of, uh, uh, of the, you know, the comparisons and the contrastings, you know, but that's what I want you to do. I want you to compare and contrast and bring out everything that you know, um, that you find. Amen. Mm -hmm. Genesis what? Genesis fifteen and seventeen. Genesis chapter fifteen and Genesis chapter seventeen. Genesis chapter fifteen is the first covenant that he made with Abraham, and Genesis chapter seventeen is what we went over today, which is the covenant he made with Abraham. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right, that's all I have. Yeah. Pray was blessed. This one's without warning. <laughs> 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 you ready?